Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell podcast. It is episode 50, and we are talking all things professional wrestling get ready this is the oversell podcast ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Mike. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. I hope you've been getting through the week all right. We're happy to be here with you. But before we get to the wrestling talk, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Derek Oversell, D-E-R-I-C-K, Oversell. I am at One Dangerous Dan. I'm also on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure to head over to oversellpodcast.com and check out our sponsor, whether they know it or not, they're a sponsor, at a- on the Amazon link right underneath the main player. Just click that link, shop, 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 till you drop, 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 and you know, you're going to be helping out this podcast. There's no hidden fees, there's no extra fees, there's nothing like that. It's just you helping this podcast out by doing shopping you're already going to do on Amazon. Guys, how are we doing this week? Tired. Yeah, <laughs> it's another week. <laughs> it's another week. You know, at least there wasn't 14 hours of wrestling this past weekend to watch. Yeah, really. Uh, I took a chance. Uh, well, not take a chance. I knew it was going to be great, but I watched um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They had their Invasion Attack card this week. <laughs> it's amazing how much that company gets it over there. Yeah, the wrestling they had Kushida and Will Ospreay. They had this match that is probably it's it outdid Nakamura and Zayn. Oh wow! Damn. I mean, these guys. I would call it the match of the year. I thought it was incredible. You know, it was that hard hitting Japanese style, but it was also just pure wrestling. Hmm. Have you seen Will Osprey wrestle? I have not. You got to look him up. Look him up on YouTube, Mike. Have you you've seen? I think I've seen him before. He he does a lot of stuff over in Progress and Evolve and Rev UK Pro and all those guys and you know he's wrestled Zack Saber Junior a bunch and Marty Skull and uh, Tommy End and those t- those type of guys. Hard hitting match. Um, Okada. This is going to upset Mike a little bit. Dropped the NW or NJPW heavyweight title to, to NATO. <laughs> but dude, it was another incredible match, man. And this NATO is part of this. Uh, Los Los Enabelez. I can't say the name, but it's this stable with him and two other evil-looking dudes. I mean, one of the guys' name is Evil, <laughs> uh, and Bushi, I think, is the other guy. And they're just these heels. I think like this guy went to Mexico for a while and kind of adopted a Mexican style to his wrestling. And I'm still learning a lot of stuff about over there about New Japan. Um, Shibata defended his never open weight title, and, it, and that was a hell of a match. Shibata's good. I like uh, Shibata. 
I mean, New Japan is just so entertaining. Now, granted, their shows are extremely long, but they are worth every penny. It's only 999 yen to subscribe to New Japan World, which comes out to like nine bucks or something in uh, U.S. dollars hmm. a month. So it's actually cheaper than the WWE Network. Yeah. And you get access to the full catalog of New Japan World. You can go back and watch the Wrestle Kingdom shows. You can watch, you know, anything New Japan. Go watch some old Masahiro Chono matches and the Great Muda and stuff like that. I mean, it's a hell of a bargain. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting into all the stuff in JPW, you know, Shibata and Kushida. Kushida comes to the ring and he does this like back in time thing and he comes out dressed like uh, Marty, Marty McFly. McFly every pay-per-view. <laughs> and the uh, you know, the red vest, the blue jeans shirt and, and at Wrestle Kingdom he actually had Doc in the ring with a remote control just standing there going crazy. It was, nice. <laughs> it was hilarious. But yeah, highly recommend this. New Japan World, you can google New Japan World. Only 999 yen. It comes out to like 9 bucks. Shout out to New Japan World. I mean, it's it's a hell of a product and you get to see some company that gets in. Not only did they put on a great show, but they have set up for like two shows down the road as to what's going to happen with NATO when, you know, we got this new tag team with uh, Tama Tonga and his brother, the Gorillas of Destiny. And they, have you seen, you've seen Tama Tonga, right? I think so. Got the white face paint and colored into yeah, his yeah, beard. Yeah. I mean, he looks just like a badass. Well, his brother comes in, he's got his own type of face paint, but they're all in the Bullet Club. With uh, the and you know the Bullet Club over there is kind of weird because it's kind of split it off into two different factions. You have the Elite, which is the Bucks and Kenny Omega, and then you have Bad Luck Fale. Uh, who was the other? Uh, there's the Gorillas of Destiny. Tana is it Tanahashi? No, it's not Tanahashi. It's not. Yeah. A, I can't remember the other guy's name, but you know it's it's, it's interesting the way they develop their talent and everything over there and I, it just puts on it's a great wrestling show because that's what it's based on the sport of professional wrestling Bullet Club over there seems like NWO size it's, it's, like it's huge like yeah. every time you see a match somebody's coming out wearing a Bullet Club shirt yeah and uh, Ming at Wrestle Kingdom 10 came out in a Bullet Club shirt huh. and wrestled in the Battle Royal before the show um, but you know they've also lost a lot of members and two of those members yep. debuted on Raw this past week we'll get to that mm-hmm um, but yeah, check out, I highly recommend Invasion Attack. I thought it was an incredible card, especially if, if you need something to help you get away from the WWE. Now, WWE, I think has turned up their game this past week. This past and, two weeks. Pa- yeah. The, the Raw after Mania was a little, uh, flat for me. Now this past week was awesome. We'll get to it. But it, uh, you know, I, it just, they're starting to, it, it, it's interesting how everything's starting to change, and a lot of it is due to the unfortunate circumstance of injuries. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get to another injury that happened here God, shortly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> golly. Um, have you guys checked out New uh, Lucha Underground? At uh, all I have season? not. I'm waiting for it to hit Netflix. Okay. <laughs> That's basically what I'm doing. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is such an incredible show. They've been doing a trios tournament to, for their next trios champion, and they put Johnny Mundo, uh, Taya, and Brian Cage is a team, and they do, Brian Cage and Johnny Mundo do not get along at all. I think mm-hmm. last season Johnny Cage put Brian or Johnny Cage <laughs> jo- Johnny Cage Johnny Mundo, who is actually right here, put uh, Brian Cage through a cinder block, dang, to beat him in a pay per view. And they busted cinder blocks over each other's heads, and them trying to work as a trios team just did not work. Mm-hmm. And they had to take on El Dragon Aztec Junior, 
Rey Mysterio, and Prince Puma. Wow. El Dragon Aztec Jr. did this move, and it was one of those things where he started spinning around the body, got launched into the air, landed on the guy, and did a tornado DDT. Oh, wow. It was one of the most athletic things I think I have ever seen. That's how I get out of bed in the morning. No, it's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can't Just even make that a man joke. across the room. Yeah. yeah that, Is it like uh, a tilt-a-whirl head scissors <laughs> into a tornado? Yeah, I mean, but oh, he wow. actually leaves the guy's body and, like, hovers over him for a second. He's, he's turning and then catches him and does it. Wow. I mean, it's... That wh- had to be quick. It, it, uh, it's, it's so, it was so awesome. Wow. Um, but, you know, the thing I love about most about um, Lucha Underground is they have their champion... But everyone in that company is a star. Yeah, they, you said that before. You know, everybody seems like they're on even playing field. Yep. I mean, now mm-hmm. Matanza Cueto, yeah, he didn't fight this week, but he is going to be in a title ma- match coming up. And uh, that dude is just dangerous. Mm-hmm. He, he is truly how a monster should be built. And he's just he, Mil Muertes is going to be wrestling again soon. Pentagon Junior. I think is going to be off the show for a little bit, and that's their money, guys. Pentagon Jr. is Cerro Miedo, <laughs> Zero Fear, <laughs> is awesome. And I'm really enjoying that show. And, you know, I got to give a couple of shout-outs because uh, at uh, my friend Fred at Letter K, F-A-B-E Connection, and at Shaggy Black have really opened my eyes to other companies outside of the WWE. And I'm trying to watch more and more because it's just – when you've been watching WWE for a long time, you think like, "This is it. This is the only right. wrestling." Yeah. And and at times, you know, there's times when every couple of years, I would realize like I haven't watched Raw in a while. But now that my eyes are open, I'm like, "Wow, there's so much other wrestling yep. out there. There's a ton. I yeah. mean, it's just you know, nobody has the money backing of WWE, of course. Right. But you know, that's just the the way the cards fall at the moment. You know. It, it would take another billionaire Ted probably to <laughs> to even get in there and compete with uh, McMahon. And, and you know, know, if 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 a company were to do that, what they cannot come in is try to be WWE no. Junior. No, no, that, no. TNA, can't do that. T- guess what? TNA is that. Yeah. Did you see the latest kayfabe news article about TNA? Uh, Where they moved their corporate headquarters to? Well, I forgot what it said. In a van down <laughs> by the river. Yep. In a van down by the river. You know, if you could pluck any talent out of TNA and put them in WWE, who would you pick? I, there's really only one guy, I think. I'd pick the Hardys out. EC3. I think EC3 would be the only guy. We yeah, know EC3, EC3 definitely. Is great. You know, he is, he's really torn it up over there. But other than that, you know, their talent. I would say Bobby Roode, but you know. Yeah, well, he got he jumped ship. <laughs> I think he's already here. Uh, Eric Young. Yeah, yeah, Eric Young. He's rumored to be coming yep. over too. I would have loved for James Storm to have stayed. Yeah, that's an unfortunate circumstance, especially when he looks at Bobby Roode like, "Oh, Bobby." Then he's he's apparently left. they spent what TNA money they had left to get James Storm back, and then <laughs> it was yeah. like, well, "Fuck, we can't. We don't have enough for anything <laughs> anybody else." <laughs> And the crazy thing about that is, is they they reunited James Storm and Bobby Roode as beer money. Yeah, and it's funny because you know how they they film their shows so far in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby Roode has already showed up at NXT. You know, a couple weeks ago. Yep, and they're still showing him teaming with James Storm like every week on, on TNA. TNA. <laughs> we and you know NXT does the same thing, except for a while there, you kept seeing Bull Dempsey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
which I got to go back and watch NXT from last night because Nakamura wrestled Ty Dillinger. Oh, I bet that was good. And I'm supposedly it was just it was an awesome match. So Nakamura's already two for two in his young NXT WWE career. Apparently, he had a scare too. He took a a bad fall or something, and they thought he was injured over the weekend. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I saw that. It was like him, AJ, and Bray. Oh, all yeah. three of them. It was like back to back to back. You, it was like, did you see what actually happened with Bray? I did not. He he looks like he was he locked up with Roman. Mm-hmm. And he pushed him into a corner, and then he just started grabbing his calf, and he just he tried to walk it off, tried to walk it off, and Roman didn't know what the hell's going on. Finally, Bray just collapsed and couldn't get back on his feet. Mm-hmm. So it didn't look like it was like a contact injury or anything, which it was is just really, a pulled muscle. Or it, something. it could, you know, it could be a torn muscle. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna just pop something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it just sucks. Non-contact injury. He just pushed Roman into a corner. It wasn't a, from a kick. It wasn't from a slide like Neville. It wasn't anything. It was just. Ouch. It's honestly it's kind of what happened a uh, couple months ago to one of the Grizzlies players at a game. You know, wasn't even going for the ball. He was just taking a step to the side after a shot and stepped backwards and just collapsed and tore his Achilles. Same thing happened Jeez. with a professional football player by the name of Kelvin Benjamin. He was just running a cut route. Mm. And when he cut back up the field, his cleat stayed in the ground and <laughs> there go his ACL went bye-bye. Yep. Ouch. Yeah. Injuries suck, man. AJ had that big injury scare. Did you see that bump? I didn't see the bump that AJ took Ooh, either, but I heard it was bad. Yeah, It scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. <laughs> and uh, I think Alberto Del Rio is doing a move off the top rope, and AJ did not land correctly very well. Yeesh. And, you know, thank God he's apparently he's all right. Um, I mean, what? I know they're a, they're a world organization. They're a multi-million dollar organization. Big, huge machine, promotion machine, and everything like that. But wh- at what point do you have to start wondering to yourself, are we putting too much pressure on these guys? Are we giving them too many dates a year? You know? Are we are we really pushing human limitations here? Right. You know? And putting this much stress on human bodies, you know? Because uh, eventually, you know, every human body has its breaking point. Yeah. You just have to find it. And they're finding a lot of people's breaking points right now. <laughs> you know, there's unfor- you know, unfortunate accidents aside, you know, when when I was in the ring, yeah, I found I found that when I did get hurt or something, it was because I was tired. Right. And in my head, you know, I knew it was because I got lazy, I got sloppy if I did do something that hurt myself, you know. So, I mean, it was always in my head that, you know, I'm tired, I need to take a step back, or I need to take a few days off because I just about killed myself just then. Well, yeah, so. these these guys are on the road on 300 days a year. 300 yeah. plus. And, you know, I mean, it's like we, we talked about this later in the year. You know, near the end of the year, it seems like your storylines just are not there, that, um, you know, it's just – it's just not as the product's not as good that time of year. And after Survivor Series, they should just stop for the year. Run mm-hmm. net, run specials like interview specials. This past year in review, you know, uh, do stuff like that. Give your guys a two month break there at the end of the year to spend time with their families to rest on any lingering injuries that may be there. Because everybody's got them. Everybody yeah, has yeah. them. Everybody, not one of them. You know, is in perfect health and just you know, it, I think that'd be great, good recuperation. You come in, 
you know, January 1st, and you start building for the Rumble right there. First show back, and you can go balls to the wall for the next 10 months. Or even if you don't necessarily, you know, fully shut down for a couple months, you know, almost have people work in shifts, you know. Yeah. These wrestlers are working from this time, then overlap a little bit, bringing people in, phase some people out, go with another roster for that time, and I think it would kind of keep things fresh because then you would – start forgetting is like oh yeah i forgot you know these two people can wrestle now you know because mm-hmm. they haven't been on the card so you see i think that would actually help the entertainment aspect too because yeah. you could have a shift of a shift of wrestlers that go and do entertainment shows they do talk shows they do the talk show circuit for a little while right you know they go and they make appearances they they go to hospitals they do this they do the charity work and everything and they got some downtime they're still going to the gym they're still working out you know, but it gives you some healing time. They're not you're putting not the stress like, on the body. You're not wrestling in, you know, Brooklyn, New York on a Monday and then flying to Dallas, Texas the next day for WrestleMania week. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got to wrestle, you know, four or five matches, you know, on just NXT cards or whatever, you know during that week and then you got to make appearances and all that during the week and then you go you got nxt friday you've got the hall of fame saturday you got this that and the other you know and then back to back to back and you got you know 48 you know 96 straight hours of wrestling that whole weekend yeah you know following into the next week think about sammy you got monday you got monday you're filming raw and then you got tuesday you're filming smackdown well think about sammy Zayn. he had a match with nakamura friday night you know bunch of promotional stuff sunday or saturday saturday a freaking six-man ladder match yeah and then you know i think he, the, I think they're finding Monday that they're like, hey, we're going to have Kevin Owens beat you down and get you out of this match <laughs> yeah. because you need a break, man. Yep. But apparently, if you like go back and watch his post-interview after the Nakamura match, you could see whelps all over his body from all the knees he took. <laughs> no, I don't doubt it. And that was still is an incredible match, and I think I've watched it like five times now <laughs> just because that match is just so awesome mm-hmm. and so fun to watch. I just love Nakamura's entrance. Nakamura, oh, yeah, yeah. The music was the music perfect, awesome. and... You know, him just, he doesn't have like, he's not like a wrestler that has a rhythm to his entrance to where, you know, he takes three steps, does a flex, the pyro goes off or whatever. He just is doing his own damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Jackson gyrating all the way down, throwing his weird little oh yeah hand gestures and his arthritic hand movements, as I like yeah. to call them. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, great match. But let's, let's, let's go into Raw. You know, do we want to go into the biggest news from Raw to me? Go ahead. Go right ahead. We got to see the debut mm-hmm. of the Bullet Club. How awesome was it? The way they did everything. Just come in, kick ass, not even talk. And leave. And leave. Yeah. And and did the uh did the little you know, put your put your gun up. <laughs> they did like that, you know. Put my gun up, yes. Yeah, your finger gun. <laughs> but you know, it, it was uh, the only thing they said was, "All right, all right, take it easy, take it easy, just being cool." And you know, now when you watch that, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Festus. Second thing that came to your mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second thing that came to your mind? Biscuits and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the third thing that came to your mind? <laughs> Probably something to do with bullets. Outsiders. Yeah, I don't remember. It was very that day. A, a little bit, yeah. The way they just came in and beat ass and left, you know, it was very outsiderish debut. Now I've seen theories as who they took out, the Usos, and who are they related to? 
Yeah. Roman Reigns and who is Roman Reigns got a tag match or a title match mm-hmm. coming up against? So is this, you know, me for one? But I, I mean, you know, to be fair, seventy five percent of the rosters related to Roman Reigns. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, the Samoans are just—they're just all related. We we know it by now. But uh, you know, I think I'd rather see AJ Styles with the Bullet Club than Finn Balor. Yeah, uh, because Finn Balor is kind of the face of NXT, right? And it just it just makes too much sense now. If they wanted to bring Balor up, maybe AJ, maybe they turn on AJ and Balor comes up and is the new in, is the new leader, and that puts AJ over as a baby face. It mm-hmm. put a nice twist on it. Since, yeah, you know Balor is so over as a face. Well, you know, uh, one thought is the um, the freaking Gallows and Anderson were in the ring when AJ when the Bullet Club turned on him. Yeah, so maybe he, you know, they seem to be and they seem to be recalling. A lot of information about AJ Styles and the Bullet Club from New Japan, the WWE does, which is totally unlike them. Yeah, because they usually don't mention they any don't, other place. Yeah, but they're mentioning, you know, where these guys are from and stuff like that. So maybe they bring it in the storyline. Like, I didn't forget what you did to me in Japan. Yeah, you turned on me. You let three people super kick me, and then you power bond me. I haven't forgotten about it. So it just there's like uh, that's what's great about this is it's unpredictable. Yeah, we really don't know what why they're there. You know who they're with, and everything like that, and it's so refreshing. There's a lot of possibilities and a lot of directions that it could go. Yeah, I just hope they don't fuck it up. Um, I I do too. <laughs> uh, Cesaro and Owens, man, that was a great match. That any Cesaro match is a great match. That springboard twisting European uppercut. uppercut. It's brutal. Oh yeah, it, it looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. here's this big six foot brute. Flying through the air so gracefully and giving you one of just a hard European uppercut. You ever taken a European uppercut? Oh yeah. How do they feel? Very bad. <laughs> yeah. Do they feel European? Yes. Who Knocked gave, my head all the way to Europe. Who gave, <laughs> who gave you a couple? Don't even remember. You don't know. <laughs> it was. I know it wasn't Mo because he's a little too short. To try I know to throw. for sure I've taken some from Greg Anthony. Oh yeah. He, uh, I know for sure I took some from Greg Anthony and. Uh, I'm thinking there's one or two other people, but I can't I can't think of who they are at the moment. So, okay, cool. But yeah, but, uh, you know it's going to be they're sh- they're rough. <laughs> so it looks like Cesaro Cesaro is going to be wrestling Miz for the Intercontinental Title, right? And I think this is the time. It's the best time to put Cesaro on the title back on him, mm-hmm. or put the IC title on him because he's hot, and I think he could be a great fighting champion. You know. What they did, they kind of killed the IC title within two days by flip-flopping it Yeah, that night. And, you know, Owens, I thought, built that IC title up um, very well during his run. Mm-hmm. You know, he seemed to really care about it, you know, the way he held it. He kind of blew Zack Ryder off, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real It's real interesting the way that did. I mean, they want, I guess, you know, I wish Total Divas would just go away, but they want Maurice on it or something like that. And yeah. it's... Uh, and that's why I'm thinking, you know, Miz isn't going to drop it anytime soon because they're bringing up Maurice, and that's yeah. they want to market those, you know, another couple. Yeah, yeah, they can market a couple and put. Now I can see Cesaro chasing it for a month or two, and then finally getting it. But yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get it, you know, the next pay per view or anything. Uh, Natalia and Charlotte, I thought had another great match. Those two have a great. Yeah, Natalia wrestled. Yeah, and she's in the title hunt. Yeah, she is fighting for the title. Yeah. It was a year ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Recently, or in the next couple of days, it'll be a year ago when I started bitching about Natalia mm-hmm. and the Ascension. 
One down. One down. One down. <laughs> tag team to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the Ascension is in that, that tag team tournament. Yeah, but I think they're losing this yeah, they week. Lose. They're, they, they lose, lose tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. To who they lose? They losing to Enzo and Big Cass? Yep. Okay. Enzo and Big Cass. I'm, I'm actually fine with that because I like Enzo and Big Cass. Because yeah. Enzo, as a hype dude, is one of the greatest hype dudes. Smack talker Skywalker. Dude, <laughs> he has so much energy. And and it seems like the more the people cheer and stuff, mm-hmm. the more he gives back because his energy level is just going through the yeah. roof even more. Oh yeah, I mean it's incredible. And big cast, you know, it's kind of funny when like, the first week they came out and <laughs> Dudley Boys kind of came to the rig. You know, Enzo is still smack talking, but he was doing it behind big cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 what are you gonna do and just, like, behind him and stuff? But man, that they and, and I liked it too because. You know, the Dudleys weren't mic'd at the time, but when he finally handed the mic over to uh, Big Cass, you could hear Bubba Ray. He's like, oh, is the big one going to talk now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, you know, I was worried about when they came up, how they are going to do it. But it's, it's Triple H, I think, is starting, you can tell he's starting to get more control when he's letting people be, pe- be right. the people they are. Like Nakamura coming in, like he came in. And it's like, I like going back to saying what Shaggy said. He, you know, we all thought he was going to be Mitsubishi Nintendo. Nintendo. And and, <laughs> and he and he, he's come in. He's just been Nakamura. Triple H is like, when the fuck would I change anything? Yeah, they Nakamura. haven't changed go. anything about him. Get to the ring. You're late. Go. Yeah. Go. You may as well play. Go. Go. Just, just go over here. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love that. I love his. But, it, you know, it's great that characters are getting called up. And, you know, being the characters that got him there. You know, they didn't make Enzo and I can't even make a joke. You know, they're not having them come out and talk shit about the demolition in Legion of Doom. All right, think about this. If there hadn't been so many injuries, do you? who do you think, you know, everybody they've brought up since WrestleMania, what, which people do you think would still have been brought up even if they hadn't have been, had so many injuries and open spots? Enzo and Cass. End zone cast definitely would. Apollo Crews, I don't think, would have been brought up. I think they would have kept it. I, you know, I'm still shocked that they brought him up without putting right. the NXT title on him because I, I for sure thought they were going to drop the NXT title. Because he hadn't title. really been there that long. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, Baron Corbin, I think, may still. Do you think he would have been brought up or still? Still down there. Still down NXT. there. You know, you had to put the uh, uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner and somebody and. You know, I'm glad they did that. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm glad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I think Baron Corbin has turned up his heel game to another level here recently oh, yeah. since the breaking ground stuff. So Definitely. Hey, and, and it's it is good that they're putting with Ziggler, somebody that you know can yep. go and we'll make uh, it's him, a good test for him to see if you know he can hang well, on that, the main roster. Yeah, that and it gives him somebody that you know, you know, if they're on the road or something, tell him to do this, and right, do this right. And do this. And it's go- it goes beyond the ring with that. So, oh yeah, I mean, but I don't think had there not been as many injuries, I don't think he would have been brought up. Uh, we said Enzo Cast would have been brought up anyway because mm-hmm. they need tag teams, and yeah, it looks like with this tag team tournament and stuff, it looks like a good resurgent for the tag team. You got the Vaude villains in it, yeah, the Vaude villain. Do you uh, think they, they would have been brought they, up? They no, they uh, debuted on SmackDown didn't last they? Yeah, week on SmackDown, yeah. and they're in the they're in the tournament. I think they're fighting tonight. Yeah. Um, I think they win. They beat uh, 
Gold Dust and Truth. Spoiler alert for those that actually watch SmackDown. I, I need to get better about it. I want to. <laughs> Spoiler I wa- I alert sh- for the three people that are listening or listening <laughs> 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 right now. <laughs> I guess by tomorrow when this or later when this release, it'll be act up. Exactly. So you can't yeah. get mad at me for spoiling SmackDown tonight. But uh, I'm trying to think. I think Apollo, Apollo Nation really is the only one. Apollo and Baron would still be in NXT had they not had so many injuries. Right. Now I think I think there's the world ahead of Apollo Cruz. Yeah. I, or is it? Yeah. Uh, it's Apollo Cruz. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a world ahead of him because yeah, that dude yeah. is. You know, I, I shout out to the Three Handled Moss Cover Wrestling Podcast. They talk a lot about it, but like, you know, they didn't really give him a character in NXT, and they're hopefully they're not doing Bobby Lashley 2.0. That's kind of the 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 feel you get, but. Honestly, like I he, think it's he, a better Bobby Lashley yeah, if he, it's a Bobby he, Lashley. He's, he's more I think he's more athletic than mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley. More athletic and he has more charisma too. Yeah. Yeah. He can I think he can actually talk on the mic if you give him a chance. Yeah. Cuz I mean, you know, Lashley right now he's still in TNA, but yeah. you're still watching him on the mic there's still something lacking there. I mean, yeah, he's got in-ring ability and all and it's just right. his size well, and with build. Him, with Bobby Lashley, you had to he needs a manager. Yeah. He I can he's see like that. Brock Lesnar. He he needs a manager. He needs someone to talk for him, and he's just the muscle. Yeah, with that with that with that physique and all, he's he should just be a beast, and right. you know somebody right. else should be the mouthpiece. Yep, yep, yep. Agreed. I, I agree. Cruz, I think he's he's got it all. I, d- I, do. Do it. I do. That that standing moonsault that he does, it's incredible. Oh. And I love his finisher, man. I love that little twisting power power bomb. Yeah, I, I mean it's something simple, but it. And when you see it, it's definitely a, a finisher. It could be. Right. You know, until he gets in a pay-per-view match and then people kick out of it four or five times and then it's just <laughs> another move. Right. Ain't that the truth? Kind of like the Styles Clash, which, oh, there a funny thing from um, uh, Invasion Attack, Kenny Omega kept trying to do a Styles Clash on someone <laughs> because um, I forget who the wrestler he was. He was trying to do it, but Styles broke his neck or something. It was Yoshitatsu. He's trying to oh, do okay. Yoshitatsu wrestled him at Invasion Attack. Nice. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, he Kenny Omega kept trying to do a Styles Clash on him, but couldn't get it. Which <laughs> Kenny Omega? Have you seen his finisher, the One Winged Angel? Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't. It is. I love that finisher, man. That thing looks so badass. But I digress. What? Anything else you wanted to talk about on Raw? Uh, the odd pairing of Reigns and Wyatt. That I, you know, I actually liked it. I mean, I liked it, yeah. But and, and that spear, something you never saw coming. Yeah, and you know they're trying to get Wyatt over as a ba- character baby face. Mm-hmm. It's like they're testing the waters with it. Like they don't know if the fans are going to cheer Bray Wyatt. I mean, they've the already they, they have already been cheering him <laughs> since last summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, there was one show, and I can't remember if it was Raw or a pay per view, but. The crowd was all swaying, like singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. I mean, just, I'm glad you finally realized now that people are cheering for him. I mean, whenever he comes into the arena and they turn the lights out, it's still fucking bright as hell in there because everyone's got their cell phones out. Yep. And it's ridiculous how bright it is. Yeah. You don't you don't understand it until you're actually there. And, <laughs> like, I can read a book in here right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so funny. Um I came across something funny on reddit.com slash r slash squared circle, and it's a link. It's called Saturday Morning Steen 
www.blogspot.co.uk. Okay. This is hilarious. Um, it is a bunch of people who have taken Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, and photoshopped him into 90s cartoons. <laughs> Let me show you my favorite. Here, here is him if he was on Doug. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's doing a package powerbomb on Skeeter. <laughs> it, uh, there's another one. Uh, let's see. Here's a, here he is on Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and another good one. Oh, yeah, the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> I like how they gave him the little bitty eyes that everyone on that character had or everyone on that show had. Yeah. The last one I'll show you is here is him as a Decepticon. <laughs> he actually has the I love Kevin Steen shirt or I love Steen shirt. It is so funny. It's um any other things y'all wanted to talk about from Raw this past week? Uh, I mean that that spear on Sheamus was one of the best spears I think I've seen at the end of the show. Uh Shane McMahon, you know, what do you guys think about Shane McMahon running Raw right now? I think if they wanted to do that, they needed to like totally redo the finish of that of that WrestleMania match where it wasn't so cut and dry maybe, you know. There might have been some controversy at the end of it, you know, but like still Undertaker won somehow, you know. And, you know, it it's kind of pointless to say that's a stipulation in the match and then the following night and the raw after there you are, you put him in charge anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it kind of like it kind of craps on your own storyline to do that, right? You know? Yeah. So, you know, just my thought, but and that's a that's a big, you know, a really big stipulation. Yeah. I mean, on both parts, you know, Undertaker won't be at WrestleMania anymore, or Shane is in charge of Raw, which, you know, basically they said that was pretty much in charge of the company at that point. Mm-hmm. So now it kind of makes it seem like any kind of stipulation they have like that from now on is going to be like, well, it doesn't really matter who wins because they can still get their way. Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be cool to see something at payback, maybe. You know, they bring that back into the fold, you know, and say maybe uh, Triple H versus Shane. You know, the authority has been awfully quiet. Yeah. We haven't seen them since WrestleMania. Did you all see <clears> – changing subjects here – did y'all see the pictures that WWE.com had of wrestlers holding older belts? The old belts, yeah. yeah. Did you see those? Yeah. Oh, man, those are awesome. There was one I saw, uh, I think it was mandatory on Facebook. Uh, they uh, they uh, <laughs> they had the one of Dean Ambrose holding the old winged eagle belt, and uh, they, they edited it to where it said... Uh, Mr. Ambrose, could you please hold me for just a little while longer? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. My favorite was, of course, Kevin Owens just holding that winged eagle belt and just looking at it, man. It, it yeah, I've never seen a belt. Here. Yeah, Roman looks all right. Uh, get, get. And that, that's my favorite belt, too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that, the best championship that's the belt. championship belt. Sasha holding the original women's title. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, Rusev holding the European title looks pretty badass there. The they need to bring that belt back. Okay, apparently it's just skipping. Nah, they got too many undercard belts though. Well, they need to bring something back. I mean, a belt a belt that could be defended once, you know, on I, Raw every week. I, I think 
Or on SmackDown. Merge. Merge IC and US. Bring in a TV title. Not, you'll have one belt for the IC title, US title merge, right? That's one belt, and then a totally different TV title belt. Yeah. they need. I miss having a TV champion. Oh, that Dean Ambrose picture. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the internet or just the, the site, but uh, it, it constantly skips. Their news site sucks. Ambrose, Seamus holding the European. Pasty motherfucker. <laughs> Natalia. Holding the women's title. Women's. Head over to WWE.com and seeing these current superstar classic championships. You know that women, the, the women, the women's title has only been through like a handful of changes. Yeah. I mean, like they've only literally changed the women's title like Ke- three there times. There it is. There it is. Kevin, look at Ke- Kevin. That it just that was meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Ke- uh, George He's got in, that smirk on his face, like haha, bitch. <laughs> Told you. George in the chat room says, "Night, my, my nightmare was Ava Marie holding any belt." <laughs> That's all of our nightmares. And 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 if you like NXT, that nightmare, you may see that come to fruition one one day soon. Yeah, there, there, it is. Is. there it is. There it is. Uh, all red everything, no sell everything. I saw, I saw a meme earlier today and had that at the top of it, and then at the bottom it had the thing from Family Guy where they're all throwing up in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, living that room. was funny. That yeah. was funny. That was funny. But, yeah, this, these pictures, go check it out. On WWE.com, they got a link for it right there on the main page. Current Superstars Classic Championships. Uh, anything else from Raw this week, Dan? It was, it, it was still three Raw, hours, man. so. Yeah. 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 Hey, Shane, <laughs> if you really want to make Raw better, please bring it, make it two. Because it's still so tough to get through. And, and I don't have a chance. I don't have a Hulu account. It's only 90 minutes on Hulu. You know, because it's because they take out the commercials and stuff, yeah. Right, and, but I still that's it's a long time, man. What? What are you laughing at? It's just like you know, three hours of wrestling condensed into ninety minutes when you take the, <laughs> take the fucking commercials out, you know. But they they've got to be taking out other stuff too. I mean, there can't really be an hour and a half of commercials. Yeah, there's an hour and a half of commercials. Well, just think you're fifteen. There's got to be like segments shortened or something, dude. Let me tell you something. When 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 we put NEW together over in West Memphis. We had to we had to allot for advertisers and everything. Right. Uh, the length of our matches had to allot for advertisers. The, sometimes we went to commercial break during uh, matches. You know, had to come back from matches and everything. They had to let us know, hey, all right, y'all can keep you know keep going. We're we're back from break and everything, and and you know they'd take a commercial break during a match or something. You know, so it was all timed out. You know, and. It was a great learning experience when uh, when I was in NEW because I got to see that you know you get to get, you get to get behind the scenes and you know see what's involved with everything. I mean, especially during like interviews and stuff like that. And it's like you've only got four minutes for this interview, you know, and thirty seconds of that is you walking out there, and another thirty seconds of that is you walking away from there. <laughs> so you know. Because like they they even allotted for entrance times, and anybody who's been to the building in West Memphis knows there was only about twenty steps from the locker room to the ring. So you, but your match time included introductions too. So when your music hit, you got your ass to the ring, or you were going to lose some match time. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's 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 all timed out and everything, but advertisers rule television. Why is this not ringing? 
All right, well, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. And uh, booked a special guest for Dan here. It's episode 50. It's a milestone. So uh, For me? For, well, for all of us. But I, I got a special guest just for you. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. Maybe he can cut a little promo on you. See who it is. Uh-oh. Well, hey, buddy, I, I, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, I've known Dan for a really long time, and uh, the biggest thing I learned about Dan, I'm surprised he even showed up to work tonight. <laughs> he's always been the laziest guy I've ever known. Oh, you son of a bitch. The biggest wimp i ever known. I remember one time in New Bern, he thought he was going to uh, whip everybody's ass in some battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> You remember that, Dan? Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I remember somebody yelling, hey, everybody get Dan. <laughs> and everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of sitting there going, okay. <laughs> well, Dan, now that you know who the guest is, I'll let you introduce him. This is former NXT talent Knuckles Madsen and my good friend, Kevin Nichols. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good to hear from you, Dan. Hell yeah. Yeah, we don't really talk enough. Well, you know, busy lives, busy people. Yeah, you're you're working in an oil field 24-7 now, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still out. I'm, I'm out here right now. Actually, I just got off. Uh, I think within the last 24 hours, I probably, clocked, I probably clocked about 36 hours on the clock in the past day, 24 hours. That's how it works out here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. got to get, like, you got you to gotta cheat your logs and get that overtime, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 wussing though. I've, I've I've only put in eight and a half hours in the last twenty four hours, so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's good. That's good. You know, and that's the thing. I guess it keeps me out here. You know, uh, you know, doing the wrestling so long, and then going down to Florida and doing the WWE thing for so long. You know, I got I got so accustomed to that. You know, weird weird uh, work schedule and lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, I fit in out here, and uh, you know, you know why we talk about you know. Whether it's slowing down out here about getting a job back home, and then I think about. Oh, did we drop? Hello, is he there? It freaked me out. Okay. Like, I don't know if I can, you know, take uh, some adjustment period. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I tell I you did, that. Damn man, I, I still... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> No, man. Uh, you know that's it's so cool to have you on. You know, uh, you know, I've been I've been trying to figure out when uh, Derek would have a good spot for, to put you in at, and you know, Derek <laughs> surprised me with you. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I told him because he got a hold of me, and uh, you know, I'm out here in Texas now. And I, he's like, you know, uh, yeah, I want to bring you on, and uh, you, you think you can. You'll be available at seven on Thursday, and it's like a week ago or something. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I will because it just seems like every time, whenever somebody like uh, contacts me to do their uh, a radio show or podcast thing, uh, even when I'm out here working, it, it always seems to work out right. I said, like, yeah, it always works out right, so I'm pretty sure I'll be available. And uh, I, mean, I just left work just now, so I'm like, man, by God, it seems, you know. Sometimes, you know, that light seems to shine on you just right. Yeah, man. Well, I got a question for you. Um, and I think I think uh, it interests uh, everybody here, you know. 
is there anybody left in NXT that was there when you were there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who 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 all's left there? Because uh, uh, I mean, up oh, did we cut out again? Are there? Uh, did I still talk to that are there? When I was down there. Um, Scott Dawson, you know, and he, and he's doing really good. You know, had the tag titles down there, and uh, you know, Enzo Cass. Yeah. You know, they were good friends of mine when I was down there. Uh, uh, all the Wyatt family. You know, we were buds and shit. Uh, uh, Sammy Zane and Adrian Neville. Uh, you know, I really hate seeing Adrian Neville got broke his ankle uh, like he did. Yeah, and I, I know you and Tyler Breeze were good buddies too, weren't you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Breeze, uh, pretty much, uh, Xavier Woods and Big E Langston uh, down there. When I, you know, they're still there. Uh then you got uh, like Jason Jordan and uh, uh, his partner Gable. Uh, you know, uh, I only knew Gable a short time. I mean, we, we kind of made some trips together and stuff. And he's a really cool dude, man. Um, and I got to say, man, I really hope, you know, the past, you know, a while um, since I heard Kurt Angle wants to kind of do his like little uh, last, last run in WWE out. I always hope they bring uh, Angle in, and then he, I saw something that it's, uh, he wants to like uh, team Angle with those two guys, which I think would be awesome. I, I, I'm all yeah. about that, man. That I, would I be really that would be back. that would be uh, best tag team in the world all over again. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin, what got you? What made you a fan of pro wrestling? If you can remember back that far. Oh man, okay, yeah, yeah, I definitely remember, man. I, I was <laughs> a kid. Let's see, I was born in January thirty first, nineteen eighty four, and I believe it was right before the Hulk Hogan and Iron Sheik match. It was like right at that time, and, and uh, I don't really remember that match. I, I know my dad sat me down on the couch, and I was like, you know, like less than a year old, and watched that, and. Like, you know, growing up, like, my dad liked wrestling, and I had a brother, and we always, you know, wrestled and everything, and I was always, you know, wrestling around with kids I didn't know, you know. I got a lot of fights, and, you know, ever since I was, like, three years old, I can't remember, I just I just always liked that stuff. I've always kind of been, like, a rough house kind of guy, you know, uh, and it's just, it always seemed fun, you know, uh, so I was, like, and growing up, I'd always talk about it, you know. What, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, I want to be a wrestler. You know, you know, of course, your parents are like, well, you know, it's a long shot of making a good career and stuff. I'm like, well, you know, I don't care. You know, I'd still try it. And, and you know, of course, like as a kid, you, your parents kind of hope that's like, oh, I hope he goes that phase. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, the, the funniest thing I've ever seen in a crowd, in, uh, in an audience, I guess you'd say, uh, was Nichols' mom was every time, every time he'd get in the ring and start pummeling somebody, she'd be on the outside shadow boxing. <laughs> I, it was the funniest damn thing you ever seen in your life. She would be, it, she it was like she was in the ring with him beating on that guy. I mean, it was hilarious. And when he was down, she was up out of her chair hollering at him. 
You know, you better get up. Better get up. <laughs> so what you're saying is Damien Mizdow stole his gimmick from Nichols and his mom. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and my brother was there in the audience one time, and he just he, he just put the video camera on my mom and, and uh, I think it's on YouTube or something. Yep, we got it. I got to look that up. I got to look that up because that's it. It was some of the funniest stuff ever. And the funny thing about it is, like, you know, you might expect that from, like, you know, some, like, loudmouth redneck mom or something. Yeah, that's totally not really my mom. My mom's, like, you know, kind of a short, small, kind of, you know, real sensible, dry humor kind of yeah. kind of lady, you know. <laughs> and I told her, once she started coming to those shows, and I was like, oh, that's funny, mom. It's like uh, you come to the wrestling show, brings out your inner redneck in you. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? We all got to let it out and play sometimes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're a hey, student hey. of the Ken Wayne School, hey, right? Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Graduated Ken Wayne School. Yes, sir. Yep. We got, uh, we. I was there probably three straight years, three and a half years probably, uh, with Nichols oh. beating me up. Every every two days a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. Oh yeah, man. I, remember, I tell you though, uh, that was some of the best training ever because, like, I would go into some of these other towns and run rough shot over guys after wrestling nickels twice a week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I um, uh, I was talking to DJ the other day about it. Uh, Mo. He, he brought. Do what? Mo. <laughs> oh, Mo. Yeah, yeah. Talking, talking to the MOE. Yep. And uh, and it, it was really funny because uh, we were talking about like when I, you know, because I was I was always there for you know for a long time training and stuff. And then uh, and then when I left to Florida, I started working in NXT and stuff. You know, he still contact me, and uh, and I didn't realize it. I just you know when he asked me advice and stuff, I I always told him like you know, truthfully like what I thought, kind of as if like what I would do, you know. Which doesn't always work for like everybody else, you know. But uh, so like he'd, he'd ask me, you know, um, uh, you know this and that, you know. Well, what should I do if I get in a guy, you know, or if I get lost or sometimes, you know. And, and what always worked for me was, you know, well just start just start beating the shit out of the guy, you know. That's always, I was always like, you know, like, you know, like you know, sometimes you know you get lost, you grab a hold or this and that, but and, and that works. But then sometimes you get all revved up and like, you know, if I got lost or if I thought the match was starting to die or people starting to get bored, it, it just clicked in my head. Let's just start beating the shit out of this guy, you know? And, yep. uh, and that's why and so I'd always tell him, you know, just start beating this. Yeah. You get in there. Just, just beat the hell out of this guy. <laughs> and, uh, and then he, and we were talking about that and he brought up, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah. Every time he asked, you know, you gave me that advice, you know, I'd always, you know, and Alan Steele, you know, Alan Steele, and he's a great dude. Oh, Alan yeah. Steele's super, super great. And so he's like, yeah, you know, I kind of always had to filter most of your advice out through Alan, you know, because he'd say, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because Nichols could go in there and he could beat the hell out of some guys. And, and that's what he, and that was fine, you know, but he, that doesn't really quite work for a guy like Mo or, you know, just it's five foot he's nothing. Like, oh, <laughs> And then that made me think, I was like, wow, you know, yeah, it's not, I didn't think of that, you know, wow, you know. But I, mean, I gave my honest advice, you know, but I guess, you know, as if I was giving advice to myself, you know, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, funny stuff. 
Yep. Man, it's good times. But, oh, okay. So Dan, I meant to tell you. Yeah. I saw those pictures of you and uh, Terrence Ward at the uh, uh, Minglewood, man. Man, you're looking good, dude. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we were we were live streaming that night from uh, Minglewood <laughs> Hall, and uh, I was doing I was kind of taking care of the interviews and everything, and T Bone was doing the announcing and stuff, and. You know, me and T-Bone proclaimed ourselves the handsomest-looking announce team within 300 miles, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I'll guarantee it. I guarantee it, man. Uh, and yeah, man, and the show looked good, too, man. I mean, uh, um, especially like at Inglewood, man, you know, the location of it. And, you know, it's a pretty new, you know, pretty new venue to go to. And, yeah, yeah I, they've, I really they've got more lighting options and stuff like that than uh, most of the venues around here. If there was a show, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No. if there is a show, if there is a local Memphis show you could put right now on Memphis TV, local TV, it would be Wildfire Wrestling. Oh, it'd have to be. Yeah, because uh, production value-wise. Man, like the fairly. Uh, you still there? He's still there, kind of. Come on, guys. Oh, there you are. Are we there? Did your crappy internet crap out well, on no, us again? no, it's using my cell phone data. <laughs> oh, okay. Y'all hear me now? Ah, yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> you there? You still there? Are we good? Yep. Yeah, I'm here. There we go. <laughs> Uh, y'all got me? Yeah, I we think got so. you. We got I think, you. I think, keep I think, keep right, talking. So. Keep talking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but okay. if hey, so, so you was asking me, you go ahead. Well, uh, I was just saying that if you took one company here in Memphis, you know, we right now the big ones are Wildfire. There's Marvel Elite Wrestling. There's SGWA. There's SPWA up about an hour away up in Selmer. But if you took uh-huh. any of those companies and tried to put them on TV, I think Wildfire would probably be right now would be the only one that's television ready. Yeah, production wise, they're the only ones really yeah. that are production wise. They're the only ones that are ready. Yeah, and I th- I think also you know, I mean, I'm not on board with all the talent they have and and some of the little gimmicks they try and and kind of achieve. But for the most part, I'd say talent wise. They, they kind of have it too. Uh, uh, not, and I, I've been gone from the area for quite a while, so I don't know kind of what everybody's doing, but I kind of see on the internet and stuff. Uh, it seems like that deal, um, um, I don't know, it seems like RSWF has a pretty good setup too. I've never been there, but it just kind of seems like, you know, it kind of seems to be investing some time and money into it, which is good to see, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's out off Perkins Road. I think Allen's doing a lot of work for them. Yep. Bishop yeah, Cage. Yep, which, yep Bishop. Um, um, who else? Um, there's another guy that trained with us. Well, and it, you know, it was only a short time when I was there. But that, that other big black dude. Um, Charles. I think his name is Charles. Yeah, yeah, Charles. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I, you know, I think he's over there with them now, too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure, yep. And uh, and which is good to see, man. You know, I I, I didn't really get to know that guy too too for you know too well, but from what I did know of him, you know, uh, he seemed like a good guy, you know, and uh, and uh, it's good to see him uh, still hanging with it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man, he was a he's a freaking hoss. He was a monster. 
What? Oh, yeah. He yeah. was like Bishop yeah. Cage times two. <laughs> Bishop's Cage is scary to me. Yeah, he can make yeah two. Bishop's not, not no lightweight. No. No, Bishop ain't no – Bishop's Bishop's a freaking bouncer at Club 152. So, you know, he, oh, he's out there Don Bill throwing people out on Bill Street every every Saturday night. That's is that his, stuff, tra- his official training now? I'm sure it is. He probably throws them from the second story. <laughs> That's so funny. Hell yeah, man. Well, what what year did you go to um, Florida Championship Wrestling, or was it, it was it was still Florida Championship Wrestling when you first went down there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, 2012, and I went down there uh, right as they were changing over to NXT. So, like when I did my tryout, it was still FCW, and then by the time I got down there, you know, signed the contract and was ready to go, was. Uh, it was just turning into NXT, and uh, yeah, so it's 2012, and it, it was good to see. I mean, because it's good to see that you know they did like the NXT thing. They did it, you know. I mean, because yeah, it was a crappy show that didn't really mean anything for what to me. I mean, yeah, people, some people might have just really loved the deal that no one watched. I don't know, but you know, to, to <laughs> like actually do, do like an NXT thing, like part of developmental, and like you know. The way it like grew and actually expanded, you know, it was like, you know, it, they did it right. Triple H, you know, a lot to, uh, had a lot to do with that. And he, he did things right. You know, Triple H, uh, really invested a lot of time, effort, and, uh, into really making it to what, I mean, I mean, I thought, you know, just, you know, from just small shows and getting guys and then, uh, uh, is now, you know, own, own show on the network. And then, you know, they make you know, all these, uh, live, shows and stuff and they're like pretty big venues and arenas and stuff it's like it's pretty badass you know it's really good for them you know yeah uh well for the for our listeners that don't know you came up as a character called knuckles madsen what was uh-huh. what was that character <coughs> man well i mean at first at first it was just uh it was just a continuation of where i left off on the indies, you know, uh, just like Killer Nichols. It, I mean, it was pretty much the same thing. I just kind of, kind of made a little more. Uh, and then down there, you know, it expanded to, to, to more, you know, I, I, I kind of played with it more where uh, it wasn't like so much a psycho killer. I, I did little things where, you know, you, you try and find your avenue, you know, get you to the main roster and stuff. So, uh I know. I, I know. At one time, you kind of kind of turned it into a military gimmick. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah military type little, thing. Uh, yeah, I did a little uh, Nazi kind of spinoff. We were the knuckleheads kind of thing, you know, and <laughs> yeah. um, it, and that was really cool. And then, and then my favorite I ever did was the clown. Knuckles the Knuckles clown. The clown. <laughs> I love I love the video of it. I'm pretty sure that's there's a YouTube video of it somewhere. There is and. The the guy that's taking the video freaks out when he it, sees it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right now, now there is there's a few. I mean, the videos I did, and then someone told me about there's some other Knuckles of Clown videos. It, it's not me. It's uh, it's it's some other like clown guy going through a drive-through and some stuff, which is is not me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the now, one the one I'm specifically the, thinking about. Is uh, you? I think you jumped Bo Dallas or something, didn't you? I don't know. I rem- I saw but, this video. 
Was it a tape like of a match? Like a yeah. no, it was it was a match. It was right before a match, and you came out and you had balloons and you were rolling around and acting yeah, all okay. crazy and everything. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. It's like the guy that's taking the video literally goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, and that's when I knew I was like, "He's got him in the palm of his hand." <laughs> Oh man, man, Dan, it was it was so good. It was so fun, and uh, I mean, it, it really, it really took me down a l- quite a few notches when when uh, they they you know it was everybody liked it, and then for some reason one day it came in they don't do it, don't do that again, Kevin. And I was like, you know, then I asked other people that kind of creative opinion, you know, did power and stuff, and. Uh, Nobody had n- nobody has the same answer for me, so which made me think, you know, this is bullshit. You know, uh, I mean, if you don't want me to do something, you know, why? You know, should, you know, it should be kind of clear across the board. But no one had the same answer, and then most of the answers I got were bullshit. And it's like, well, what the fuck, man? You know, and then uh, well, I mean, because I mean, it was good. It was it, it, it wasn't it was very good. close to when uh, was that Matt Matt Osborne that was doing the clown? Yeah, when Matt Bourne died. Matt Bourne, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, that, that was probably about two years, a year or two after he died, wasn't it? Um, it was, it was a little after six months after he died. Okay, and okay. And also, and you remember in TCW, we were a tag team for quite a while. That's you know? right. And you, and you know, I thought, you know, okay, but it wasn't like a doink the clown kind of thing. Right, know? right. It's it much no. different. But then I thought, you know, okay, you know, kind of homage to. My old partner and stuff, and then uh, you know, and and plus you know, I like I've always been interested in serial killers, and then I kind of put the John Wayne Gacy spin on it, and thought you know, okay, this is kind of cool too, you know, and and uh, and I mean, I worked it real well, and it was fun and stuff, you know. Um, oh, but it's funny you brought that video of that match, and and actually the guy I had that match with that night, I think it was C.J. Parker. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's kicking ass in Japan right now, which is really cool. But uh, that that show, um, like I guess the night before, I some sometime I got a I got a spider I got bit by a spider man and it and it messed me up. I mean, like I was sick. I was throwing up. I was like, like uh, I couldn't even stay for training. Like I was, I was done, man. Sweating, wow. dehydrated. Like I was like, well, like I was like dying. But uh, I still made to that show and some people were like well, you know some people that got contracts from other avenues other than wrestling you know they don't quite understand you know how we look at things and stuff and you know some guys that were like you know on the practice team of a pro football team or this and that and like, you know yeah why are you here right now why are you here right now well you know well god damn it i got a contract to, to fucking wrestle that's what i'm doing i'm trying to make something happen here you know i get like you know you only get so many opportunities sometimes like you know trying to do the best with this opportunity don't you know anything what that's about you know what i'm saying i you know i wasn't a, uh, a football player and i didn't get signed for my good looks you know what i'm saying uh they signed me to a contract based on you know the way i do my shit you know but i gotta show them i gotta show them my shit yeah uh, but but that but that that particular night as you're talking about man dude dan i i was that was probably the worst I ever felt going to the ring. Yeah, I, re- I remember that very vividly. I was, 
but but it was still fun. You know, CJ Parker, he's he's a good guy, man. Yeah. I for one am extremely afraid of clowns. <laughs> that um, yeah. that video made me made it about a hundred times worse. <laughs> Just think that honk honk you did with it was just so damn creepy. Oh man, he, he yeah, he probably made you pee your pants then. <laughs> hey, and and another thing about me, and we we did promos all the time down there, and, and I did a lot of promos with it, and uh, it was like they just kept getting better and better and better. I'm thinking, man, the promos are getting better and better. You know, once they start letting me like you know work more matches with it, and I kind of get you know kind of get. Uh, little thing down you know it, it should be good to go you know and uh yeah you know well yeah, i change the past i got i gotta be like uh you know the uh, you know when i went and had my tryout and my little thing i did with uh wwe in birmingham and everything um kevin told me you know go say hi to bray wyatt you know i told him you know to be looking for you and everything and I said hi to Bray Wyatt and everything, and Bray Wyatt gushed over Kevin. I mean, I they were like, man, we tried to get him in the Wyatt family. We tried. <laughs> you know, and I was just going, oh, my God. You know, it was like, you know, what a perfect fit. You know, if, yeah. if they oh, dropped they the ball that. on anything with Kevin, <laughs> they dropped the ball by not putting him in the Wyatt family. And, I mean, they yeah, could have kept everybody they had now and, you know, ha- added him in later, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Kevin it, it, is the the character of that he's developed since I've known him is that character. You know, it's that character that fits perfectly in with the Wyatt family. So, I mean, you know, and and they, and, and they tried, man, they tried. tried. We, we 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 did promos together. We tried to show him this and that and stuff. And uh, and Bray himself, I mean, he he went above and beyond to try to get me with him and stuff. Uh, uh, I mean, it's like from day one, like I first, like when I first got there, you know, and I, and I used to show up to work, like, you know, just like I do with the cutoff shirts and, you know, the button down flannel cutoffs and, you know, and stuff. And, and it was like, you know, I walked in and he was there. It was like first or second day. And he like just stopped staring at me and pointed at me. You, you. <laughs> I, I thought he was, I thought he was just messing with me. I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Don't be trying to trick with me, man. You know? and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, and yeah, man, we got to be buddies and stuff. And, and then, uh, you know, uh, I'm not trying to take credit for nothing, but, uh, <coughs> like, uh, like, uh, Eric Owen, yeah, really, I really like that guy. Good friend. And then Luke Harper, great guy and stuff. And, and then we were talking stuff and, um, I don't know. It's funny. I mean, not, not very many people are going to take like fashion advice from me and stuff, but, uh, we were talking and stuff. I was like, you know, I was talking to, like Luke Harper and everyone was like, man, y'all should, you know, y'all should be wearing like shit like I wear on a regular day. You know, y'all should be wearing like shirts like this and stuff. And remember Harper's like, well, where do you get that shit? I was like, well, just look at the truck stops. We always stop at truck stops. <laughs> truck stops. You know, I, I told him like, you know, you know, it's, that's, that's where I get most of my clothes is at truck stops, man. Just, you know, and, uh, and it, before, you know, he just always wore like the dirty wife beater and stuff. And then I was like, oh, cool. He's wearing the fucking wearing the uh, cutoff flannels and stuff and you know eric ron you know uh i think like when most when he travels he wears like you know i was like oh that's cool man taking fashion fashion tips from a dirty redneck boy that's cool <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Good guys. When you first got down there, who were the trainers? Uh, when I first was there, you had uh, Norma Smiley. Um, yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who's totally awesome. Uh, Norma Smiley's totally awesome, too. Uh, just, I don't think that dude ever gets old. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically, you know, uh, but then you had Steamboat, who's the, one of the best. I mean, I put Steamboat out of everybody I've been trained by. Steamboat's, he's up there at the top. Um, yeah, Joey Mercury, uh, you had uh, Terry Taylor. Um, wow. The Billy Gun came in shortly after that. Uh, uh, who was it? Robbie Brookside came from England. Yeah, um, I yeah. think he's still down there. He's yep. He, he he's super badass. Um, Nick Dinsmore. I was down there when Nick Dinsmore was there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that, that that didn't last long enough. I mean I don't know why they got rid of him so quick because he was. He was like one of the few guys that was actually showing these new guys like actually how to work. Like, you know, not just here's a move, here's how to wrestle, this and that. He, he was showing guys like, you know, here's how you work, you know, which, you know, you didn't really just get taught down there, you know, how to sell and stuff. You just like, maybe you pick it up, maybe you don't, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you know. He was, but he was like, he was especially good for the beginner guys. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, they got, you know. I don't know why they got rid of Steamboat. Well, I mean, actually, I think I do know political reasons or something. You know, he's Steamboat's his own man, you know, and, you know, he just, he's a straight up guy. Tell you, you know, he, he speaks for himself instead of like speaks of other people's opinions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is few and far between in the wrestling business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, then you had Sarah Del Rey. Sarah, uh, did, did uh, like the deep. She got a job as a divas coach. She had tryouts with me, and on my tryouts. And uh, I mean, she's done a great job at what she's doing. I mean, just yeah. look at the women's wrestling in that company right now. How it's changed and how it seems to be actually good. You know. Yep. How much wrestling do you get to watch these days? Um. Well. Uh, I try not to watch too much, um, except I watch some old <laughs> stuff. Like, you know, I, I, mostly I watch, like, some, like, old WCW or old NWA stuff or, like, cool. you know, the older WWF stuff, you know. I don't – you know, unless it's one of my buddies that I was down there with. Now, I, I will definitely uh, take time to keep up with them because, you know, you know, being friends with them and stuff and actually, you know, still talking to them, you know. Find like you know, uh, Enzo and Cash are coming out. You know, you know. Oh yeah, I got to check that out. You know. Uh, Did you see their debut uh, on Dawson, uh, Monday Night know, Raw two weeks ago? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then you know, I, I don't know how much you see of Scott Dawson, but I want to tell you, man, Scott Dawson's probably the kind of wrestler that you would really like to watch, man. Um, and I mean, I got to work with him and see more than just like. Uh, match wise stuff just actually wrestling he's like one of the best purest wrestling wrestler guys that i've been around i mean he does it right you know and he's really smooth and 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 really convincing about it is uh i can't say enough about scott dawson's wrestling ability i mean he you know he's not he's not 
six three and you know just super jacked and stuff but he's he's uh i don't know it's kind of like you know they compare him to arn anderson and stuff a lot you know uh but you know i think of him as like benoit just you know really really intense and very intent on what he uh what he's doing in the ring you know everything's with a purpose and is like so good and so crisp, man. I think you he's know, he's I, in a tag team with Wilder right now, isn't he? He's the the revival. Yeah, the yeah, revival. The revival. Yes. yes. Yeah. And they, I th- they are killing it. Oh yeah. In NXT. Yeah. I mean, those guys are awesome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, well, you're he is, a, you're he, a, he is. They're coming around. Go ahead. They're giving him his just due, man. Well, and you're also friends with uh, Tyler Breeze, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Buddy Tyler, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy, good guy. And uh, what do you think when he finally got to make his debut on the big roster? Oh man, man, yeah, yeah. That was, was awesome to see. You know, uh, before before they started that Tyler Breeze gimmick, though, you know, he was uh, Mike Dalton, I believe. And uh, I mean, you know, while, while he was doing the Mike Dalton thing, where it was just like, you know, just a fun to watch wrestling guy. You know, you really see like his pure ability and you know and you know he's kind of making a name as a tyler breeze gimmick which is really cool you know and, and he can kind of use his ability and like spurts and stuff it's really cool to know like you know what these guys are really capable of outside of just their uh gimmick or their character they're playing but uh yeah yeah really happy to see that man you know it's really cool uh i really hope they do do more with it because he's got a lot of potential you know, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to work with there. You know, they just, it's the thing about it down there. You know, there's a lot. You know, with every with every individual person, there's a lot to work with. And there's a lot, a lot of potential. It's just that there's a lot of guys, and they have their process where they, you know, the creative team this, and have you got with them about this, and you know, we're like the old days. It's like you know, say Macho Man Randy Savage is going to do this angle or this interview and shit, and it's like, you know, okay, you ready, Macho Man? Here comes here comes Savage, and Savage is doing Savage and shit, and he doesn't have to, like, have, they don't have to have, like, a board meeting with the producers and all this shit. <laughs> well, we kind of want Savage to kind of be like this, and, but, you know, Randy likes to, you know, and then, well, we were thinking about having him say this, and, you know, it wasn't quite like it, it was just like, you know, okay, yeah, Savage, here you go, and let's do it, and and it was like, you know, back in those, that's why I like watching, I see more like the older stuff because it was more organic, you know, everything was more spontaneous and, you know, it was more, you know, um, it, it was just like, you know, like you, you could feel it more because that's, that's kind of more who they were, you know, rather than, you know, oh, you know, uh, uh, Tyler's uh, pitching us this gimmick for this character and we kind of want to work on this and we've, spent some time on this promos and we like how he talks like this and it was like you know wait which is okay and it, and it works kind of but it's like you know it gets to be like so manufactured to where it's like you know yeah that's kind of why like you know i think bray wyatt is is stands out so much to me and a lot of people other than the creative team obviously i mean it's like what the hell you know and maybe that's why the creative team didn't like you know so much like you know with it i guess cut you know uh like what you get from Bray Wyatt, like that's, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's coming, that that's spewing out from his insides. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he, he doesn't need to be told, you know, Hey, when you go out there, Bray, just, you know, talk like this, say this and kind of put this little metaphor here in your promo. And then, you know, when you're in the match, do this thing where you stand on your head and walk backwards and that'll be cool and stuff. It's like, you know, 
No, you, you know that's that that's 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 Wyatt. That's that's him. He, yeah, he th- he thought all that up. Talk like that. I actually he's when come up. when I was in Birmingham, um, I was backstage. You know, we did our thing, and then we just kind of hung out until we were needed. And you know, turns out they didn't need us that night for anything really. Uh, they got one of the other guys to do a bit, but you know, the other three of us were just there to show out and show what we could do and cut a promo and they <laughs> tell us what we were doing and, and stuff catering. like that. So, but uh, one of the things that I got to see backstage, they went in over into this um, kind of fenced off with a with a chain link fenced area, you know, and made it all dark looking and everything, and they were cutting a Bray Wyatt promo in the area. You know, and I just thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll sit over here and just watch this happen. You know, as I'm standing right there, I'm making sure I'm not uh-huh. in anybody's way. I'm not in camera view or anything. And I'm just going to sit over to the side and watch this happen. And they did the promo. Triple H is watching, you know, and they go they go through the whole promo and everything. <laughs> they do their thing. And, you know, it's creepy as hell, just like any other Bray Wyatt promo, you know. And they're all standing around staring into nothing and Bray's saying his stuff and everything. And everything. all right. And they get done, and Triple H walks up, and he goes, all right, that was great, but do it creepier. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, there's a creepier to this? Holy shit. (laughs) And sure enough, they did it all over again, and it was creepier. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, when he's told to turn it up a notch, he can definitely turn it up a notch, I'll tell you. Yeah, Triple H is really good. I mean, you know, what what kind of makes, you know, Triple H being in the position he is, like, you know, especially with the NXT and developmental stuff and, and, you know, really being in charge of a lot of things. What's really cool about that is, you know, Triple H has been in those spots. You know, he's he's been the talent. You know, he's been the wrestler putting the time in the ring and the training and stuff. So, I mean, he knows by experience, you know, what's, you know, what's he's, what everybody's going through and, you know, He's experienced, like, you know, the hardships and stuff. So he's got a good understanding, and he also has a, a good understanding of how to, uh, you know, how, how to uh, make improvements happen, you know, make make things better, uh, you know, or, you know, you got something good, and he, he can he can, he can can make you put stank on it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, which, you know, which is good, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a player's coach makes it happen, you know, rather than, like, you know, the businessman, which is like, well, that's good, but you know, it's not really getting us where we need to go. So, you know, you just need to go ahead and fire him and we'll get somebody else to take the spot, you know? Oh, it's like, you know, well, what could that do your company? You know, you, you already invested this and that and in, in money into the guy, you know, uh, and we're almost there, you know, you, you know what I mean? I mean, well, uh, this yeah, has been, yep, yep. this has been yeah, a very out, fun a interview. Kevin, man, I thank you for coming on and being our special guest for episode 50 of the Oversell Podcast. And- hey, man, anytime. Any, hey, anytime, man, seriously. You know, y- y- y'all just want to uh, pull me on or, or, you know, just shoot shit or whatever, you know. Um, and I'll I'll shout this on. I'll shout this to the world. I owe my wrestling career to Kevin Nichols. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because uh, for three years straight, got in there and he, uh, he bumped me around the ring and let me bump him around the ring for three years straight. You know, we... He's probably the person I've wrestled the most in my entire career. Because, <laughs> like, for the first year or two straight, it, that's all it was, was going to towns and wrestling Kevin or uh, Eric or Kevin Charles, my my future tag team partner, or 
you know, we kept it in the school usually, you know, there's a lot of people didn't know how we worked. And once they saw how we worked and they knew, oh, my God, this guy can work, you know, they were like, all right, let's wrestle, you know. So, but I do, I I owe my career to you. So, go ahead. Oh, so so Dan, what, what I was saying though was, uh, you know, I, I appreciate it, you know, and, and that's that's really a good compliment, man, and it means a lot to me. But uh, <clears throat> you know, you know as well as I do, um, how many people come and go, you know, in this business really quick, you know, and uh, you know, and we've seen it, you know, guys come and then guys quit before it even gets hard, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, because in this business, it is much easier to quit, you know, as if as in anything, you know, it's easier to quit than it is to put the effort in and, and, and actually work at it. And, uh, so, you know, I, I really appreciate saying, um, but you know, you, you really kept yourself in it and, uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, while it's easy to quit, you know, you kept on going and stuff, which, um, you know, like I said before, you know, I was, I was already graduated and I was out there working, you know, I didn't have like, I didn't have to be there, you know, except for my own, want to be there you know to, to, to for my own improvement you know and that's why i was always there because you know just working in the mid-south was never good enough you know and uh um you know i, I really appreciate you sticking through it because you know especially through a lot you know a lot of those years back then you know i had a lot of stuff going on like you know you know those were kind of like uh, you know I, I look at a lot of stuff outside of wrestling what i was doing was you know it, it was it was kind of like my dark ages you know it was kind of yeah yeah in a dark spot you know and wrestling and working out was like uh that was like my uplifting moments you know that, that, that was like my therapy that was that was like my uh my antidepressant i did i would you know go in there and let's get it on you know let's get it you know and uh you know and uh it really got me through a lot of hard times and stuff and uh you know dan i really appreciate you sticking through it too man because you've done a good job man and uh and uh Man, you know, it, not bad for stuff, a uh, not bad for a thirty-year-old hanging with uh, twenty-five-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, and I, I was going to say, I, I was going to bring that up, and, and I kind of went around it, but uh, that, yeah, because when you started, you were in your thirties, you know, and I was still, you know, young twenties, you know, you know, just you know, piss and vinegar, you know, and and uh, you know, and especially starting out when you start out, it's really tough because your body has never experienced anything like it with the impact and everything you got to go through and stuff, you know, and, uh, and that just makes it even that much harder to stick with it, you know? So, I mean, you know, uh, I think it was Ken or somebody asked me, you know, you know, you know, you're not obligated to be here every workout, every time you're not obligated to be here every time. And, and I always was. And, and I said, well, yeah, but you know, you know, yeah, I, I'm here for like, you know, these other guys that are, you know, need training, but you know, I'm also here for myself, you know, uh, because I, I'm not where I need to be yet. I'm not, you know, I'm not under contract with anybody. I'm not getting a guaranteed pay that's going to pay my house note and my car note and stuff, you know, which is what I want to be. So I'm going to just train and train and train until I get to that spot, you know. And uh, uh, so, you know, I did it for me. I did it for for anybody that was willing to train. Um, I think somebody told me one time, like, there was a beginner, like, man, I, thank you for coming down so much and, and training us new guys. And I was like, no, 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 no. Thank you, new guys, for coming because – if you guys were not there in the ring train with me, you know, I, I can only do so much by myself, you know, running the ropes and stuff. And once you got that, you got it, you know, I was like, you know, shit, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't, you know, 
Yeah, you, know, you can only have so many matches with a broomstick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, man. You know, uh, you done well. We got a tweet from someone that wanted us to tell you hello for him. Um, a gentleman by the name, he's a friend of the show, Dustin Five Star, wanted <laughs> us to tell you hello. Nice. Oh, Dustin Star. Hey, um, well, hey, that's great, man. Uh, that 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 uh, Dustin Star tweeted, uh, and and it's it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm really glad he did. So now now we can talk about him. Let's talk shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, no, no, I, I, I do, I, I do, I got, I do got, I do got uh, I, I do got to uh, uh, give Dustin Star. His due credit because he was a uh, he, he really helped me out especially when I was I was um, kind of on the verge of making that next step you know but I just kind of didn't know how and you know Dustin has was down in FCW you know quite a, a little while before I was and uh, you know and then Dustin came back and he was working out and stuff and uh, and we were talking outside of outside of somewhere you know or at my house or something and. Uh, and, 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 you know, he just started giving me some advice, you know, on like, you know, kind of how to really get get myself out there and, and get myself, you know, deep into the radar where they're looking, you know. And uh, um, I really owe a lot to Dustin, you know, uh, because he kind of he kind of reached out to me. It, he didn't have to, you know, it, like I said, it's it's easy. It's easier to quit than put forward the effort in the same sense. It's, it's easier to not it's easier to not help somebody than it is, you know. To help some, because you know, helping someone takes effort, and not helping takes no effort. So, but uh, he reached out to me and and gave me this really helpful advice, and 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 uh, I really uh, I did pretty much what he yeah, pretty much what he said like uh, to the T. And, and actually, he, he actually uh, yeah, and Dan, you know me, I'm not good with computers, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so. <laughs> um, so some of the stuff is like, you know, well, you, you know, type up this and, and make this resume and put a picture on it and stuff. I'm like, whoa, 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 Dustin, <laughs> you know, type, type a resume <laughs> and put a picture on it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, I can draw the picture and then handwrite, you know, I'm like, you know, he's like, and, so, and he pretty much took on, he's like, okay, you get these promo pictures done and you put the promo picture together and then you get the promo DVD together and all this shit. I'll I'll help you with this resume and put a picture on it. Don't worry about that. I'll. <laughs> wow, that's cool. That just that doesn't surprise me from the time from the conversations I've had with Dustin Star. He's been a he's been cool and, to me. And, and so. you know, and, 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 and before that, and, uh, you know, previous you know previous experience in the business, like you know, we didn't have you know. Our paths, you know, only crossed so much, and you know when it did, you know, we, I mean, we didn't really work each other a whole lot. We we had a few matches, in which I I really enjoyed those matches. He's a great worker, and he does his shit good, you know, and they were fun. Um, but you know, we were never like you know, like you know, prior to this, like you know, buddies and stuff, and like you know, so you know, you always kind of see someone from a little distance, and you kind of think, you know you make different opinions of him and stuff. And it's like, you know, damn, doesn't really, he, he really, uh, he really stepped out and stepped, you know, he put the hand out and really helped me up. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really thank Dustin star a lot for, uh, for what he did. Cause, uh, he didn't have to, I mean, you know, 
Well, Kevin, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, are you on social media? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure Dan, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I do got a Twitter. I don't really do. I, they made me get one when I was in NXT. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> You and the rest of us, me and Mike are like Twitter outlaws. We yeah. we refuse. Uh, I mean, it, it, we occasionally retweet uh, yeah, stuff, yeah. but I got, yeah. I got, I got the Facebook. That's good enough, you know. Oh yeah. Well, Kevin, man, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll we'll have to get you back on the show soon so you can tell us more funny dance stories. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Hey, yeah, 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 man. I, I really, I really do appreciate it, man. It's good shit. And uh... we're gonna take a quick break. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Kid Nichols, Knuckles the Clown, the creepiest clown that has ever lived. Uh, it, was so, it was so funny. It was like uh, he did that. He did. He did the knuckleheads thing. He did the knuckleheads thing. Would have worked. The knuckleheads thing was awesome. Um, I think what stumped that was um, CM Punk's the CM Punk hand gesture was yeah, too close to the hand that, gesture yeah. that he was doing when he did the promo videos for it. If he had just thought of another hand gesture to do, it would have been awesome. Yeah, so, we are the knuckleheads. The knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it. He did that, and then when they, I think right before they let go, let him go, he was he did he tried to reinvent himself as a country music singer of some sort. He was bringing a guitar and had tassels down his down his pants and everything. He tried a bunch of stuff to get over, you know, and they just kind of that knuckles a clown thing would have worked. Yeah, they dropped the ball with him. They yeah. seriously I dropped agree. the ball with him. I agree. You know, he he lived, breathed, and eat. You know, wrestling. He was he was a pro wrestler in every sense of the word when he wrestled. And you know, I you know, I, I'll I'll Preach to the heavens. WWE dropped the ball when they let go let go of him. I agree. Let's do a quick Memphis wrestling moment, Mike. All right, this one's technically about a week off, but when I was reading it, it was too awesome to, to skip. So this was technically April 6th, 81. My level's okay because I don't hear myself very well anymore. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Sounds okay, good yeah. To me. That's better. <laughs> I think i got to put a lot more gain on you, Mike. Yeah, because well, not that Put kind some of gain on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, now you can hear yourself. Got to turn yourself down. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just more editing for you. That's the only reason I'm doing this. There you go. Okay, uh, April sixth, eighty one. We had Jimmy Kent versus Eddie Gilbert, Tojo Yamamoto versus The Big Red. The Bounty Hunters with Jimmy Kent versus Chief Thundercloud and Coco Ware. The Turk and El Toro versus Vinny Romeo and Ron Sexton. Dutch Mantel versus Sonny King. Nice. Winner gets Southern Heavyweight title match. Southern Tag Team title match. The titles versus the masks. Mr. Onito and Masio Fuji with Tojo Yamamoto versus Bill Dundee and the Dream Machine. Not very nice. Main event tag team match. Jerry Lawler and Giant Frazier versus Dory and Terry Funk with Jimmy Hart. And then in small print, Jimmy Hart will be suspended above the ring. Nice. <laughs> probably one of those suspended above the ring in a cage. Probably. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tag title claimed. And this is one of the main reasons I wanted to read this one. Bill Dundee and the Dream Machine have won the AWA Southern Tag Team Wrestling title from Mr. Onito and Masa. F okay. Apparently they changed them. 
uh, claiming the win in front of 8,147 fans at the Mid-South Coliseum. 8,100 people. In other matches, Jerry Lawler and Giant Frazier teamed to defeat Dory Jr. and Terry Funk in the Texas Tornado main event. Jimmy Kent met defeat at the hands of Eddie Gilbert. Tojo Yamamoto defeated Big Red. Coco Ware and Chief Thundercloud lost to the Bounty Hunters. The Turk and El Toro trounced Ron Sexton. That's a word you don't hear very often. Trounced. <laughs> trounced Ron Sexton and Vinnie Romeo. Uh, commercial appeal getting getting with the thesaurus there. <laughs> and Do Dutch Mantel defeated Sonny King <laughs> in front of 8,100 people at the Mid-South wow. Coliseum. That is incredible. It really is. 81,000. Show me a territory that was doing those kind of numbers. You, I, I was looking in the book uh, one night, and if you go back probably about two years before that, they were having numbers in the 10,000s. Yeah. So, I mean, jeez, you know, wrestling was such a uh, such it, a refined thing back then for here, for well, this well, area. It's, it's, and you it's know? because we didn't have any professional sports. Yeah, We that's had true. the Memphis yeah. Tigers. But yeah. other than that, that's you know professional wrestling was all occasional we had. football team with yeah. the XFL and the USFL, the, the showboats, show the yep. hound dogs, and, and the hound dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as we like to end every episode, we like to do superstar of the week. So, guys, ask you who is your superstar of the week? Oh. And I'm going first because oh. I've got mine. It's Gallows and fucking Anderson. <laughs> there you go. Woo! <laughs> Bully Chloe. <laughs> Holy shit! You know, where's the Tylenol? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, head rush there. George, uh, you got a superstar of the week. Go ahead and tell us now. The other two guys, give us theirs. You're up. Oh me? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do uh, Nichols for surprising me. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do Nichols for surprising me, not you for surprising me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not a superstar, so. I'm going Cesaro. Very nice. Very nice. Well, this has been a great episode and a lot of fun. We're going to get out of here. The best way to get to this podcast is subscribing to it on iTunes. While you're there, give us a five-star review. Give us some comments. Let us know what we're doing good and what we can do better. Also, head over to oversellpodcast.com. And check out the Amazon link. George has given us his Superstar of the Week, and he is saying Shinsuke Nakamura. Nice. Can't go wrong there. But be sure to head over to oversellpodcast.com. Check out the Amazon link and shop, 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 so you can help out this podcast. And, guys, man, this has been a great time. This is the Oversell Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.